0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership and current affairs and to this end it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Luke Arnold, founder and director at Hope For You onto today's programme. Hope for You is an organisation whose purpose is to eradicate poverty and improve financial well-being through providing a range of services to tackle the immediate problems that individuals are facing with money and help address any underlying issues that may be there. And in the context of the current cost of living crisis that we're going through, such work could not be more important. Uh, Luke, very warm welcome to you and thanks for joining us on the show.
1: Yeah, hi Scott, thank you for having me today.
0: Um, it's my pleasure Luke and um, it's very important isn't it the work that you're doing at the moment as I've said in the context of the uh, the current climate that we're dealing with but before we sort of get into the specifics of what hope for you is doing on the uh, on the front line as it were um, I'd like to talk a little bit about sort of the inspiration behind building the uh, the organization because I understand your earlier career um, involved uh, a stint in the uh, the military didn't it so what was kind of behind the uh, the transition from that life to what it is that you're doing now?
1: Yeah, Um, so I probably had a different journey to um, some people, I guess. Uh, I think straight from school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, So it was was just going to the military for me. Um, Unfortunately, whilst I was in there, I got injured, so I came out. Um, But from that, um, like many other people, I I jumped from job to job, didn't know what I wanted to do still. Um, Then I fell into a job. It was in this type of industry, um, but I didn't agree with probably the governance or the, the way it was run or for, for what purpose they were doing it for. Um, so I decided to move away from that and um, set up Hope For You. Um, so my, my, myself and Carol, another director, um, really, once we got going with Hope For You, we, we set it up for the right reasons um and obviously that reason was to make a difference um it's it's not about obviously the end line the profit or anything if we can't make a difference to people's lives or or really make an impact i don't think we're in it for the right reasons
0: exactly right and just thinking about sort of the qualities and the work that it took to actually set about building this organization? Would you say that the experience that you had in your earlier career in the armed forces, do you think that that actually helped you in any way when it came to sort of the practicalities and the leadership qualities necessary to actually start out on your own like this?
1: I think it does um, intertwine a little bit. Um, I guess from that bit of discipline and probably never giving up, because I think from the start of any organization, it's always going to be hard. There, are, there is always going to be moments that you doubt, is it going to work? Or is it going to be what we envisioned it to be? Um, but it's always seeing that end goal for, it's always that silver line and you're doing it for a better reason. Um, so I, I guess obviously some qualities do um, stick with you. Um, you just keep going really. Um, keep going until you reach the goal.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And you talk about sort of the uh, the purpose of the organisation being to really make a difference to people's lives. And the overarching mission behind that is essentially to eradicate poverty and help improve people's financial well-being. And as we touched on already during this discussion, that work couldn't be more important right now. So what are some of the yeah. uh, the practical steps that you're taking to sort of try and achieve that mission at the moment? What's the sort of support that's on offer there? Yeah,
1: so I think as you said our mission is to eradicate poverty and I think it's a very very bold statement which unfortunately I don't think will ever be achieved in our lifetimes um but we can make a dent in it and that is our mission um so I think the biggest part of eradicating poverty is obviously promoting sustainability without sustainability that there can be no progress um, so we support people in all different ways um, in partnership with other organisations and companies. Um, we we like to put, support them uh, financially. So whether that's their benefits, um, income maximisation, their budgeting, obviously a big aspect of everything is always behavioural change, mm-hmm. which quite often is the most difficult step in um, moving forward because some people don't want to change. Um we we can give them all the, the tools, the knowledge they want, uh, but we can't force them to change, unfortunately. Um, that is a step individuals have to take themselves, um, which, like I say, is probably the most difficult step
0: Yes, I can see where you're coming from there, because there's a couple of old adages there, isn't there, that um, obviously if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but if you teach him how mm. to fish, you feed them for a lifetime, um, so it's giving them the knowledge, but then there's also on the uh, sort of the other side of the coin, if you will, uh, another adage, which is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't necessarily make it drink as well, so it's about people yeah. kind of understanding the the need for behavioural change and you know sort of sensible budgeting but then they've got to kind of take on the mantle of that responsibility for themselves and that sort of ties in with something that you mentioned a little bit earlier on actually that I want to hone in on as well it's the fact that you want to make a dent in poverty um and that's that's perfectly understandable and uh, but you feel sort of on the whole that it's never going to be completely eradicated in our lifetime. So what are the challenges, what are the barriers that are in the way of actually achieving that aim? Would you say that the challenge of trying to implement sort of those behavioural changes is one of those barriers?
1: Um, It probably is, to be honest. um, I think every organisation can do as much as they want to do, but we can never force an individual to be or do something they don't want to do. Um, obviously, because that's just not human really is it um we we can give them tools we can give them money or we can give them free food or anything um but it doesn't mean they'll they'll want it um so i i think that that probably is the most difficult part of everything and i think uh, another difficult part is organizations quite often they don't work together um i think everyone sees everyone as a competitor which in this industry. I think it's quite a wrong word, to be honest. Um, I don't think anyone in this industry should be competitors. We should all work collaboratively to actually achieve the best impact for the end individuals, which is why we all apparently set up. Um, but it just isn't the case.
0: It's a very interesting point that you make there, because I suppose one of the massive challenges lying in the way of eradicating poverty is the scale of the problem because we're seeing it in immense amounts across the uk at the moment aren't we but it's it's a worldwide Mm. issue isn't it poverty we see it in so many countries and therefore the what you've just mentioned there about sort of competing charitable organizations i think competing as you say i do agree in the sense that that might be the wrong word because i don't think any one organization is going to be able to take on the full mantle, is it? And indeed, no. a lot of businesses, um, well, organisations rather, in the field are finding, you know, that they're getting far, far more referrals, certainly in this country, in the here and now with the cost of living crisis. And uh, a lot of charitable concerns are needed in order to address all of the very many issues that are out there, aren't they? And you're actually plugging some of the gaps that other organisations are unable to take on.
1: Yeah, Um yeah, so uh, like you say, um, to achieve the best impact, we all have to work together. Um, and obviously, no one is an expert in everything. Um, for instance, we're not experts in some fields, but our partnerships that we have with other organizations they are experts in. Um, for instance, we don't we don't do debt advice, so we have a partnership with a third party organization that sorts everyone's debt advice for us. Um, it's all using our strengths to our advantages. Um, we all have our different strengths, um, much like any human being. Um, it's just sharing that knowledge and sharing best practice and ways we can work together to work as a whole, to really impact the whole nation. Um, quite like you say, it is all, all over the world. Um, I think everyone unfortunately wants to define poverty. Um, whether they want to call it food poverty or fuel poverty or housing poverty, mm. um, unfortunately, poverty is poverty. If they are in food poverty, they're most likely in financial poverty, or if they're in financial poverty, they're probably in food poverty. Um, to categorize any subject like that, I think is quite difficult to do. Um, yeah.
0: It is, isn't it? And um, I suppose one of the uh, the big issues as well is that people are sort of suffering from various forms of poverty, often multiple forms, um, as you've just mentioned there, and they may not necessarily be sort of fully aware of the support that is out there for them, or maybe they feel that there's perhaps a stigma attached to actually reaching out and looking for that support, because there are a lot of people out there at the moment that are probably using food banks, but probably won't come out and sort of admit that publicly. And um, that's something also yeah. that I think we really need to challenge isn't it
1: yeah um i think obviously a stigma in this day and age is a huge thing um or unfortunately that there, there, there is still judgment or there, there is still embarrassment of asking for help um when you're probably embarrassed for the person next door to you when they're probably in the same situation um if you actually reach out for help you'll probably be amazed how many people will not not judge you or you won't feel embarrassed or what will comfort you in that, um, I think there's a stigma in very different fields um massively relates to probably mental health as well, and obviously big statements about um men 's mental health lately as well have been going out um reaching out for support it's not It's not wrong to do so, and you shouldn't be embarrassed to ever reach out for support. There are so many organizations out there that will support you and can support you to actually make a real difference in whatever issue you are facing
0: yeah and the mental health element of all of this is so so very important as well, and I suppose that you feel particularly impassioned by that, given sort of uh, your sort of previous career in the uh, the armed forces and we're seeing a lot of sort of um, issues around that and um, sort of uh, subsequent poverty from people who are actually leaving the army and maybe are sort of struggling to adapt to civilian life as well so that is a demographic for which sort of mental health is incredibly um, important and sometimes I know we've gotten a lot better at talking about the subject since the pandemic in particular but But I think we need to maintain some positive uh, momentum on that, uh, don't we? Because the effects of that on sort of our situations and also the effects of poverty on our mental health. I mean, it's like there needs to be some real awareness raised.
1: No, I agree. Um, I think the biggest part of that, like you say, is the momentum. Um, I think everyone, as soon as a big incident happens, um, there are... Things organisations or individuals do or say, um, but they don't keep it up um, in most cases. that, For instance, there is um USC fighters or footballers or celebrities that are all talking about men's mental health. Um, but probably the case is how, how long will it last? Um, much like all the funding or the support going across the UK at the moment, obviously that's all in um, after COVID or the cost of living crisis but once once we've done it just to um affect immediate crises uh will we keep it up um which i think is the most important part it's all consistency and momentum that really makes the difference in the long term
0: it absolutely does and um, one of the ways that charitable organizations can seek to do that as we've talked about is through collaboration and that doesn't necessarily mean essentially you know sort of trading sort of intellectual property if you will if you want to call it sort of as extensive as that it can even sort of be as Mm -hmm. simple as signposting can't it because you mentioned already that you are a charity with partnerships and if you are not a specialist in a particular area that someone might need help with such as debt advice for instance you can lead them to a partner that will be able to help them with the specifics of that problem while of course you have your own raft of support that you can offer to them if of course they need to call upon that
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think everyone should do signposting. Um, I have come across organisations in the past, um, over the time of setting up Hope For You, that some organisations just want to hold their customers. Um, I don't know whether it's an empowerment thing or it is um, they're trying to compete uh, for some reason, which, like I've uh, said a few times, the, the, the end goal is the individual's. Um, we, 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 have to work together to achieve that best goal. And the only way for that to do is using our strengths. Um, we, we, we can do so much with an individual, but we can only go so far. Uh, we're not registered to do debt advice. So obviously we will not deliver it. Um, so we use our specialist partner to do that. Um, we don't have a food bank, but we know food banks around us that we can make, um, food vouchers for. Um, there are so many things you can do if you actually work together um, and it really creates that wraparound service for that end individual to achieve the best possible outcome.
0: It does doesn't it and it, it essentially means that you're providing a service that is all encompassing without being able to provide all of that directly at source aren't you and that becomes very, very powerful, doesn't it? And it's a real indicator of just what can be achieved when organisations yeah. in the uh, the third sector do come together in this way. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Um, I think that the, the power really is in, if we unite, um, if I'm honest, um, it, there's not a lot of power if one organisation wants to lead the nation on any type of service. It's not. It's not going to work. Um, if you had 10 organizations working together to impact the whole country, I'm sure you'll see a huge difference rather than one organization doing it alone. Um, there is a lot of power in partnerships, um, or networking or collaboration, which people just are very traditional that they don't, don't want to do it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And it's a real shame that we do see that happening in the industry, isn't it? And I do hope that it is something that, you know, people really take on board and those actually tuning into this podcast do really absorb that message and do think that there's a lot that can be achieved when different charities come together to address sort of uh, the uh, the underlying problems. And as you said there, I think what should always be the case is that the end goal is end outcomes for the individual, isn't it? That's ultimately yeah. what's the most important and um, I suppose as you prioritise that over the course of the uh, the next few months in this new year twenty twenty three, as we try to get a grip on the cost of living pressures that we're facing, I'd be interested to understand Luke just before we finish up today as to sort of what some of your ambitions are within hope for you this year and what it is that you're really sort of hoping to achieve. Are there any major milestones that you've got eyed up and sort of really trying to address the challenges that we're facing right now? Um, it's
1: probably a difficult one be honest we 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 are unfortunately taking every day as it comes um we we would like to expand in more different parts of the country um we we, we are making quite a big dent in the west midlands now in cornwall um and uh, across everywhere really um but we would like to open more pockets that we are specialized in all over the country and working more in collaboration with larger organizations, um, such as energy companies, water companies, uh, gas companies, they all have customers who need support. Um, and if that support is not in place, um, it's it's something that needs to be addressed. Um, a lot of conversations that I've been having is that organizations are looking to add that extra layer of support that they've previously been doing. Um, which is where we come into play for a lot of it, Um, embedding that sustainability and really achieving a financial uplift for the end individual.
0: Would you say that some of those companies that you've talked about there, so, you know, the utilities firms that you've mentioned, so the energy companies, the water companies, um, those that, people may be struggling to pay their bills to right now. Do you think that mm. they have a duty of care to their customers and therefore it's imperative that they're actually reaching out and talking with and engaging in dialogue with organizations such as yourselves to see how they can sort of best help people and sort of best sort of alter their circumstances?
1: I do. Um I do think a lot of utilities have a duty of care uh for the individuals. And a lot of utilities are doing great work. To support their customers Um, but sometimes I think using a specialist organization to really import and design a project that will make an everlasting difference like ourselves is probably a right way to go Um, it's always good to use an outside perspective on what works what doesn't work Um, in our organization we've got over 30 years experience in the vulnerability sector Um, so we 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 know what works we we know what doesn't work um we know how to best engage with the customers we we we, we know the best interaction routes um so i i do agree I, I think they do have a best um they should have a duty of care for the customers and should be actively seeking out to organisations like ourselves to support them in that
0: Absolutely right because essentially you are the experts in providing that sort of tailored support to support individuals and families so it is important that those large organizations are engaging with charities such as yourselves and uh, for anybody that is listening into this particular podcast who you know maybe feel impassioned by some of the issues that we have discussed today um, do go and check out Luke's organization Hope for You if you are in need of support or feel that you can help them on their mission and the best protocol for that would be I think Hope for You with, with a digit4.co.uk is that right Luke?
1: That is right yeah.
0: Yeah fantastic please do go and uh, check that out um, as well uh, and uh, just a reminder as well to those listening into the uh, the program today if you wish to bring your own perspective on this issue or any other topical matter to the discussion table then you too can apply to be on our program via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply or if you have a question for myself or Luke on any of the uh, Comment, uh, the, the topics that we've covered today then you are able to submit questions to us and that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us and you can even leave comments on some of the issues that we've talked about or even your own perspective on some of those topics if you do not want to come onto to the show directly. Um, For now Luca it's been my immense pleasure to welcome you onto the uh, the program and thanks ever so much for the time taken to join us on the show and I do certainly wish you all the luck in the uh, the world in executing your mission to the best possible effect over the course of the uh, the next 12 months and hopefully more individuals come and reach out for that support don't feel stigmatized about uh, having to do that and hopefully we see more of that sort of cross sector collaboration that we've talked about as well because i feel that in the future in addressing these uh, these issues it's going to be immensely important
1: yeah no thank you for having me on scott um it has been good to talk on the current crisis and what what is out there and obviously our visions to go forward
0: Exactly right. And again, to those listening in, if you are feeling the pinch at the moment, please don't hesitate to go out there and look for the support that is available. It is out there and try to break away from the stigma because reaching out for that support and feeling the benefit of that it far outweighs any of those sort of issues around the stigma that you may feel and just to remind all of you again i've been your host on today's episode of the leaders council podcast scott challoner and until next time when we will be back with a whole new perspective on current affairs please do take care all and goodbye